sensitivity holding the mic close to my mouth. I'm sorry about all the <coughs> lip smacking noises, Tom, but uh, hey, you don't really listen anyway. I'm really getting the feeling I wonder uh, how many people can listen much more because I'm, I'm just, there's nothing else on my mind these days except putting these letters together. Uh, and it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm living for it. Uh, it's just, oh, there I go. You see, I, I can't even say something new about it. It's, I, I can't, I can't, it's almost like a gift, <laughs> you know, somebody who's temporarily blind and they have an operation and they can see again. I mean, that's a very bad analogy because it's probably nothing like that, but it's just getting these memories back of of my life that are lost, like 1983. My friend Mike Ferguson uh, out in Vancouver, he's just arrived back in Canada, and I get a call from Helen. Hey, you know, this friend of yours is at my house. You know, what do I do? And so I go and pick Mike up and decide he needs to go camping. And off we go in my uh, little... Uh, Datsun station wagon. I guess it was an F. Uh, no, not an F. 710, I suppose. Lovely, great, great little car. That's the one that didn't make it out to BC eventually uh, when the clutch went and the gas tank leaked and it was time to abandon it. But uh, it gave me a lot of pleasure up until then. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was 1983. And uh, just a thrill. I've just decided I'm going back to university and I'm. Uh, taking a course this summer just to get my head adjusted, and then I'm celebrating my last day of work at the group home I worked at in uh, Oxford Station, all these. So even just the names of these places, of course, I get a visual map, you know. I know where it is when, I, when, uh, when I've, I'm sitting in the back of the car with the, uh, you know, roof or the uh, back door lifted up of a station wagon, sitting there having a beer, Oh, my God, I did an awful lot of drinking. An awful lot. That may account for some of the memory lapses today. I got a really sore finger, change of topics here. Uh, the day now, Uncle fell off the step, forgetting we had a new step put in. I had two little accidents that day. One burning my thumb on the oven as I uh, went to pull out a pizza. That wasn't so bad, but... Uh, maybe I mentioned, I don't know. Sliced open my finger on a very sharp tin can. Oh, just thinking about it just, just gives me the shivers. Uh, the lid I had sort of cut off. And anyway, it sliced off the top, but it just sliced open the top of my index finger, but not quite enough to pull it off. My wife said, just pull it off. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. So... 
But every time I take the bandit off, it just rips it open again and it starts bleeding. So I just put on a clean shirt and pants and they're covered in blood. Uh, and it's smarts and it's the index finger. So using the uh, trackpad on my MacBook Air, it's uh, slowing me down considerably. But uh, yeah, that's just a part of uh, being a, a vegetable. You know, we're, we're alive. Things happen to us. We rot. Uh, it's I, I started this when we had a sudden downpouring of rain because I wanted you to hear it, but it's it's slowed down now. Uh, kind of a nasty day. It is Sunday, and yeah, welcome. This will be Dixon Jane's. My God, would this be 818? I think so. Uh, it is um, Sunday, November, whatever it is, you know, somewhere in there, uh, the 15th. Sunday the 15th. And, um, yeah, yesterday was a nice, another beautiful fall day. So I drove, my wife said, let's go for a drive. And she she was still in a little bit of pain. So, I thought, yeah, I'll do that. We'll do that. Looked at the map and found a couple of provincial parks on uh, Lake Simcoe, Mara. And uh, I believe it was one. And the other one was uh, McRae Point. So I thought, hmm, yeah, that'd be neat place to head towards but the parks will be closed but it's you know it's a nice drive up to Lake Simcoe about an hour and a half maybe huge lake and uh, take some rural roads go straight up 48 (sighs) these numbers again they mean something to me this is the now like I'm not this this and then this is exactly like what was in the letters okay this is what I did this day um Anyway, I found on the map a place called Lagoon City, and it didn't look like a city. It was just a little, you know, small dot. And I thought, well, there's something odd about that. Why would they call a place city when it's between, you know, near Beaverton, which would be a bigger town? Uh, why, why? So let's go there. Let's go to Lagoon City. And uh, I have never been to such a disgusting place in my life. And I mean disgusting in the sense that a lot of people think, wow. This is beautiful. I love it here in Lagoon City. <laughs> but it was soulless. It, it, what it appeared was that a development company, I said developer, but a, a huge corporation, had bought up a lot of land right on Lake Simcoe. You know, probably old farms and old places and just had a big plan and turned it into a resort town. Like just like Whistler, uh, you know, in uh, the ski area um, north of Vancouver, um, and all it was was like three-story buildings, all new. Uh, some were resorts, and some probably timeshares, and some were just condominiums and places to live in. Every one of them had, instead of a road beside it, a canal leading into. The uh, this inlet, this lagoon, um, and so they would have had boats, you know, with their parked with their house. Uh, although a lot of them are in dry dock now, um, and just a few streets, but not a store or restaurant, no general store. There's no town. There was no old town that it was built around. It was just land that was de- developed, and it just stunk of money. And a soullessness. It was just, it was, oh, the kind of place that just uh, against everything I feel I stand for. You know, I was watching an old movie 
called The Mob, and there's a scene in a sleazy bar in a cheap $3 a night hotel, and I thought, ah, that's my kind of bar. That's where I want to go. Not the kind of place I would uh, drag my wife into, but that's just a part of me. It's got character. The people in there would be characters, whereas here these people would all be like snots, city snots. Nobody would live there with a soul and a heart and kindness. You know, I know I'm making broad generalizations here, but it, it just, it shuddered. Now, the, the worst thing was, you know, on the map it showed, oh, there's a beach. Okay, well, at least we'll go to the beach. Well, you get to the end of the road. It's not marked at all, and you finally go down the road, and you see, okay, there's a little opening uh, between buildings and a sign that, first of all, the first thing you see are the three postings of the fines for a fire, for overnight, uh, for trespassing, and then a very clear sign, open only, private beach, open only to residents of Lagoon City. This is like Southern Sheriff kind of stuff. You fuckers. Driving all that distance, I couldn't even get out of the car. We didn't get out of the car to even take a walk down to the beach and enjoy the shoreline of uh, Lake Simcoe. You couldn't do it in fucking Lagoon City. God damn it. eh? And it's not that it was a wasted trip. I mean, it gave me something to bitch and bellyache about. Uh, But Jesus... Anyway, on the whole trip, we never stopped until uh, I got near uh, Whitby, and um, I got—I needed a sub sandwich. My my famous, uh, my famous, the one I love the most, my tuna sub. And uh, there we come past a couple of places, and alcohol just wasn't comfortable about going into any of them, and especially you know COVID times, you don't know what's going on in any of these places. So it was a nice drive, pleasant drive, very relaxing. We talked about a lot of stuff. And uh, so that was not a bad way to spend the day in uh, heading to Lagoon City, where I will never, ever set foot in again. All right. I guess that's it. That was just an opening 10 minutes. That's enough. I got to go back to my letter, back to 1983, taking Mike around, just getting ready to set him for the winter. I remember very well, uh, not much later, my cousin saying, what are your plans for the fall? Because making it clear you're not staying here all winter. And uh, Mike and I got an apartment in a, uh, or a room, a couple of rooms in a house in uh, Ottawa when I went back to Carleton University to get my TESOL certificate, which is the thing that got me to Japan and uh, changed the whole story of my life. Scarborough Dude, and I, I, I do apologize if this is becoming more obnoxious with every episode uh, and less interesting, but, you know, you can fast forward, you can skip. No, uh, no hard feelings there. Bye for now.
wasn't bad i mean i listen for the till the end of the ring to see how it sounds for the little one that one i rave about black with all the sort of pink flowers it's not a bad sound okay so uh, a change today i am in a parking lot and oh my god this is scarborough at its lowest like if you were in i don't know part of new york maybe new jersey and you were looking for the poorest of the poor area. Well, this would be it. It would it would resemble this. <clears throat> Almost all uh, Indian Sri Lankan, I guess, in this particular part of the strip mall. Kana Gambikai Pond Bank Incorporated Gold Pawnbrokers. Oh, Enet IT Solutions and uh, Turmeric Kitchen at a supermarket and other things, you know, a lot you can't even read. Uh, Lakchana Cake House. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to... I could take up a lot of time just reading the signs. Abirami something or other. Uh, lots of food places. In fact, they all are. And I bet you some of it is really delicious. Like there are people in the know would come here and say, wow, that place is amazing. And, uh, and of course, at a good price. But there are people. I'm seeing one lady wrapped up in winter coat and hat and scarf begging, selling pamphlets or something. I don't know. But uh, hitting on everybody who passes by. Um, somebody else just walked out with a hamster pet, you know, carrying it the way you'd carry a dog out of the uh, cake house. 
Anyway, I'm here because uh, I don't have much time. Uh, if you hear an alarm go off in the middle of this, don't be alarmed. I've set the alarm to uh, 3.30 on this Thursday afternoon, November, whatever, 18th, I guess, for me to um, put the turkey in the oven. 19th today, the November 19th. Uh, we've got a frozen turkey breast stuffed, and uh, my turn to do something for supper. So... I'll have to get back for that, but I decided I should really get out and buy some wine. So I, f- I went to a different liquor store today, the LCBO, and found a place that had my Toro Bravo, because my regular one, there's none left. That's the Spanish wine I like to buy for $8.15. I, although, no, it might be eight twenty-five, uh, And it's consistently good, you know, not great, not like, wow, my God, this is the best wine I've ever had. No, you're never going to say that. But you're going to say, hmm, this is good. This is easy drinking. Yeah, I like this. And uh, so there you go. Three bottles of that. And then uh, two bottles of uh, an Urbach from uh, Cremor. Special edition Urbach Dark Lager. Strong beer, 6%. Wonderful, wonderful label. I mean, if just the coloring, the picture. And they always put out uh, these Urbachs this time of year. Yeah, and that was only $3.05, 25 cents off. So I had to get two of those. I just so seldom drink beer at home and so seldom drink beer these days. Um, boy. Uh, but the wine, man, it's just nice. Sometimes in the evening, oh, just a taste of wine would be nice now. Just to mellow me out, you know. Just And it's not like the whole bottle. It's one, two glasses maybe. And not even big glasses. So anyway, hey, hey, hey. Get on, gotta move on. Where are you going with this? Uh, in that LCBO, they have security. It was one that, um, one of the sleazier ones just off uh, Eglinton. I guess it's a reflection of the area I'm in. Uh, but they'd fixed it up, they'd added a, a bigger beer select section, and uh, it was, you know, it was all tricked out, of course, with the glass dividers or plastic dividers and so on. So the store itself had made improvements. The staff are the same. It's never been a friendly place. And, you know, these are people who are decently paid. Yeah, it's a government union job, you know, working there. My son works for the liquor board in B.C., and he complains about the public. Um, This was a case of a guy, and you knew just by looking at him, you knew just by looking, this guy is not going to be friendly, he doesn't like his job, he's doing exactly what he has to do, ring it in, put it in the bag. Uh, all I got was grunts from him. You know, I think he sort of said, here, like, you know, where you have to put your l- liquor purchase through this glass divider. Um and then it was, it was just, there were two grunts after that. I said, wow, the store's really improved. Mm. And I think, okay, that's the difference sometimes between a union job. And I know I could have Anthony Marco up in arms over these kind of generalizations I'm about to make. But most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time when I go into an LCBO, I get polite, friendly service with a smile. 90% of the time. This store, I bet you the odds would be much different. 
But like, hey, what does it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Abe's just had a bad day, and boss is a jerk on this shift. Who knows? He doesn't have to do anymore. He didn't do anything wrong. But if it was a private industry and all the clerks are there, the guy who's not friendly, somebody's going to give him a word. Hey, hey, smile a little, asshole. It won't hurt you, you know. So anyway, not a big deal, not a big deal. The other th- interesting thing about my trip to the LCBO to buy wine was um, a woman was in there, no mask, just, you know, bam, barged right in. And so, of course, security is uniform security. Poor guys even getting a fraction of the salary and benefits that the union guys are getting. Anyway, that's another story, but felt for him. Walked up and said, Miss, uh, would you mind putting on a mask? And she just turned in in a very loud voice, which I'm sure carried spray. Uh, oh, what are the what are the magic words? Health condition. God, I can't even remember what she said. Whatever the words are, you say, and that's the end of it. And the guy just sort of mumbled and walked away. Uh, yeah, God, this was five minutes ago, and I can't remember what she said. But whatever the words are, the magic words that mean leave me the fuck alone. I don't have to. Uh, and it, it may well have been. She looked pretty healthy to me. And But, uh, you know, hey, you can't judge these things. And so this man, there was nothing could be done. It was the reminder, and that's it. You walk away, you leave her alone, period. So it could be, you know, people may be using this. And, of course, that's up to them. Let's not get into this too much. Although, I did post on somebody's uh, blog. We're talking about the people who just refuse to wear a mask and are saying it's an infringement on the rights, especially south of the border, but now there's a really growing movement here in Canada. Lots of people just refusing. You can't tell me. You can't make me. This is bullshit, you know. This is all fake news kind of stuff. And it's infuriating. But uh, then today I heard in the news about all these snowbirds finding a way to get to the States. You know, there were just short flights just to get you across the border. And then either you pick up your vehicle there and you head south for the winter because you don't want to stay in Canada for the winter. The snowbirds. It happens every year. It's a huge part of the industry in Florida. You know, people rent condos or whatever. Uh, anyway, I feel, well, you bastards. Okay, you come back from the States, which is on fire now with COVID. You're coming back. You better do your fucking two weeks isolation. Well, of course, they're not going to. Why should they? They're not going to obey these rules about not traveling south. It's not really enforced. You can't stop me. So what are they going to do about coming back? You think they're going to sit in their house for two weeks? No. So I posted, you know, put them. There's all kinds of hotels, motels here in Kingston underutilized. Make them stay for two weeks in isolation and pay for it. They have to pay for it. And Dave Balcone, or Dave, Dave, Dr. Dave, followed it up with a much better idea underused or, you know, abandoned military bases. Put them there. And what a brilliant idea. Yes, yes, yes. Fuckers, hey, you're back? All right. You're in that barracks over there. And you're there for two fucking weeks and you're not getting out this gate. You know, the thing is that you'd have to sort of pick them up at the border somehow. You know, maybe hold a holding tank at the border. And, uh, God, a beautiful, beautiful shiny, almost candy apple Mercedes. Like, it just doesn't belong here at all. 
uh, I'd be afraid to park it here. I don't know what model that is, but I know normally I'm not a Mercedes fan, but God damn, that's nice. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, sorry, you, you just can't flaunt the rules, you know, you just can't. So anyway, um, where were we? Where we really weren't anywhere. I, that alarm should be going off soon and spare you any more of my talk. Um, yeah, things are going well. I'm, I'm up to, by tonight, I will probably be past page 300 in the book. I, I know I have to give you a book update. Oh, I'll give you a health update instead, okay? How about that? Uh, Dr. Singh called me back about my ears. I had the, um, uh, the, um, CT scan, head scan anyway, on, uh, Monday, and, um, nothing, no problem. Nothing at all. So, that was fine. A CT scan, yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, no problems there. So, that's it. You know, you're hearing, you're just getting old, and your hearing's just going. And, uh, you're, the frequency where you're starting to lose it is at the level of conversation where you're hearing on those things, and it will continue from there, and there's no rush for, uh, um... Uh, hearing aids. <laughs> God. Unless it's really getting worse, you know. And I said, at home, I don't even notice it. I don't need it. So, but anyway, and said, they're about $1,500 a piece, you know, per ear. And um, you can go pretty well anywhere. So that's that. Um, my legs, my foot this morning just seemed numb. I, if I look at my legs, my there, there were women who used to say I had nice legs. I never understood that, but I'm just putting that out there for comparison's sake, that I had good legs. And uh, I thought the only women had good legs, but anyway, apparently I did. Uh, And they're not now. Uh, They're starting, the the muscles have atrophied on my left leg with a drop foot, and they're looking misshapen, the knee's swollen bigger than the rest of it, the muscles are down. Um, It looks awful. And I probably should be paying much more attention to my health condition, and especially the, the stumbling, walking uh, but it just, there's too much else going on. These, these letters and putting this book together are just so much more important than anything else right now, or with regards to my own health and well-being. Uh, and I'm delighted about that. And every letter I pick up, I find a gem. Oh, my God. Yeah, describing a day at Lord Dufferin Public School in Cabbage Town. Uh, to my sister, all of it, three pages, one sentence, pretty well, like just continued, bam. Here's the, here's from when I wake up to getting on the streetcar to uh, ending the day with a beer after school. So that's good. That's good. And, and I know when I, well, I, there's no point in apologizing, but that for some people it may be tiring, but Oh yeah, here here's something related to that. Seventy is the new eighty. That's what I decided. I hope if I remember, I'm going to call this particular edition of that because I am aware of the aging, but also it sort of means by the time you're eighty, you better fucking have your shit together and your story done, and anything you want to leave behind should be in order. And uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. This book now is the first thing after that. It's, you know, maybe to start to get rid of the other books and organize the letters. I already told my son, like, it'd just be a shame to throw out these hundreds of letters. 
of mine and the other people's that I've kept. Like, who wants them? But surely, surely there's somebody in the future crying out, yes, please, I want to know. So, uh, anyway, we'll deal with that another time. Maybe just uh, box them up properly and pay for a monthly storage and, uh, you know, just leave enough money behind. for This is for the storage for the books until somebody wants them. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and, and so I'm feeling the, the 72 I am now is not a spry 72. I'm a slowing down 72, and as you've heard, uh, a mind that just isn't as quick. I still, we still do Jeopardy every night, and uh, I know the right answer. I just don't shout it out fast enough to uh, keep up with the people on the panel doing it, but uh, it's fun. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed uh, that little song by Jefferson Airplane. And uh, I'll give you another one right now. Scarborough Dude signing up from this strip mall that, oh my God. I mean, it is a trip. It'd, it'd be worth almost taking somebody here, parking the car, and say, let's walk from one end to the other and see what we see. Uh, because these are, I mean, they're, these are certainly, they're multicultural. This tends to be uh, the script I'm looking at. Uh, I guess... Is that Sri Lankan writing? Do they have their own writing? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so ignorant on this. Um, but uh, Chris's special beer. Yeah, like Chris's special. Kothu roti, rice and curry. Oh, yeah. I bet you it's really, really good. I, I really should come back another time. Okay. All right. Anyway, there we are. There we go. Hope uh, you're okay and hope you're staying away. Worry about our friend Jason in uh, Tennessee, Tennessee Jake, who uh, just seems to get so close to COVID with these warnings, his wife being exposed at the bank where she works and having to, uh, you know, take time off. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'd worry about every little strange symptom that comes. Anyway, Scarborough Dude signing off from a beautiful, beautiful strip mall Scarborough. Bye for now.
back at you, which uh, will probably be the uh, last you'll hear of me on this episode, number 818. Uh, yeah. Friday morning, another gorgeous day. Uh, we've had a lot. Um, and I'm sitting in the road trek, one window down, and uh, thought I'd come in here and do a little work instead of my usual, which is sitting in a recliner in front of the TV with uh, CBC or CNN or CP24 on in the background to annoy me, and I'm trying to break that habit. It's pretty hard. Uh, it would be a good day to have just gotten in the van or the car and driven down to Bluffers, but I never get anything done there, and I'm feeling... I, there's a letter I want to finish today, my trip through Europe in uh, 1987 with Naoko for a change. And uh, it's a dandy. It's a dandy. There's a lot in there, and I'm just so grateful again. Oh! <laughs> Yuki just climbed in the window. It's pretty amazing. I just left it open, and she just knows how to jump up. I mean, it's, this is high up, this van, but she jumps up on the hood. And then carefully goes past the side mirror and uh, into the open window. Yeah. She likes it in here. She has lots to explore and sniff at. Uh, Anyway, so where were we? Yeah, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. By the way, I'll make a quick announcement here. It could be that there will be a Gappage episode out very soon. Uh, Brent, very soon? Did I say very soon? Uh, that's another sign, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Brent posted something which I considered controversial on uh, Facebook. I picked him up. I said, You're, uh, you know, that's a challenge for a gappage. And he said, yeah, how about this weekend? So I think we'll work out a time. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, it'll 
it'll come out sometime after this does, but uh, check your feed to see if you are subscribed to The Gappage, G-A-P-A-G-E podcast, not to be confused with garage and garbage. A um, couple of things. I watched a documentary, and I'm very glad it was on TVO, TV Ontario, and uh, I got my wife's interest in it too because it was about Raymond Moriyama. Moriyama. Raymond Moriyama was a uh, born in Vancouver, Japanese, uh, Canadian. And uh, when World War II came along, his father was taken away and locked up for his beliefs or opposition to the rounding up of Japanese citizens and Canadian citizens, I should say. Sorry, that's what it was all about, really. Anybody of Japanese heritage, basically. Um, And he and his mother and uh, two sisters, I think, were sent off to a camp in, uh, I think it was Slocum. And so it was his story, his life story. Now, he is just one of many, except that Raymond Moriyama became a world-class architect. Uh, He claims it stems from the tree fort he built to escape the camp and look over the river. Uh, his first really creation. So it's, it's a nice narrative, let's put it that way. And uh, he just excelled. I mean, he went and came back. They were very poor. He graduated U of T, McGill uh, in architecture and went out on his own when he was still in his early 30s, made his own company. And uh, I should have Googled it. The number of buildings that he built. Uh, we'll, we'll go with the last big one, which was the Canadian War Museum in Ottawa. Uh, an amazing building, very dark, very stark, not a happy-looking building, and that was, of course, his whole purpose, as opposed to the Ontario Science Museum, which was made to be kid-friendly and open and engaging and fun. Um, but also, the building that I loved and used to go to a lot, the Scarborough Civic Centre here was also his uh, and several buildings. The first uh, Japanese-Canadian community center I used to go to when I first engaged, returned to Canada and engaged with the Japanese population, Japanese-Canadians, that was his building. Uh, the Canadian Embassy, which I loved. Uh, beautiful building, and I, I spent a lot of time there. I was involved in a Canadian teachers group, and so I had access to print and copy machines and so on. Whoop, cat is up on my lap now. Uh, that was his, and that's just a stunning building. Um, a building in Saudi Arabia, a museum there. And anyway, world-class, but just an amazing, an amazing story from somebody who just had so much bitterness at Canada for locking, taking away his father and locking him up um, and putting him in camp still after the war. And uh, But went on. Uh, I met him personally. I was uh, invited to a uh, uh, reception for him when he received, I guess, uh, I, I think he already got the Order of Order of Canada or whatever else we give out to people for sure. But this was from Japan. It was the Japanese government bestowing something on him. So it was at the uh, Consul General's house, and I used to get invited to all these things, as you know, way in the past when I was involved. And uh, just a wonderful, humble man, and just a beautiful, beautiful story. It is available on TV Ontario. If you Googled TVO, Raymond Moriyama, you'd find the documentary. Highly recommended watching. 
So that was one thing on the list. Um, something of a less pleasant note, uh, but it was on my list because uh, I didn't want to forget. Um, I told you there's one person I follow just to continually see. Oh, <laughs> sorry, uh, my uh, Yuki was happily resting on my lap, and my phone triggered off like a reflection on the ceiling, and she just went nuts. Oh, it's gone now. Oh, there it is. So, you know, it's like the laser beam thing. I, I don't like to do that to a cat. I don't like to tease them, but they're, they just, oh, this is big time. Okay, okay, sorry. You know, stay focused, Ken. Turn down the radio. Yeah, CBC too. Yeah, so this person that I follow... And I make a point of not posting anything in response to the outrageous things that she posts. Because I, I still think it's important for me. I, I happen to, I like the person from what I've known of her, although I've never met in person. But her belief system and those of, around her uh, in, um, I believe it's Idaho, God damn. Just, I, I just don't get it. So anyway, I want to share a big block post. We will never be a free country again or be able to have a legal election. Stop. This is thanks to President Trump telling his followers they cheated, they lied. And the follow-up to that from a friend of hers posting on that, you know, to follow that, quote, there will be a revolution if the fraud is let pass this time. We've had enough of the cheaters, liars, criminals, and perverts in the Dem Party. Oh, come on, people. But it just it makes you feel kind of hopeless. Like, can't you fucking understand... This is nonsense. He lost the fucking election. There wasn't widespread cheating and fraud. Jesus Christ. And the fact that you believe everything that goddamn stupid fucking big-ass liar says is just goddamn outrageous. I'm, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Uh, this person used to listen. I don't know if they will, and uh, that probably would have hurt their ears. But uh, anyway, all right, let's park that. Was there not something else? Um, what's going on in Europe? What's going on with COVID? Oh, it's just too much. Too much. Is there something happy to relate? Uh, I guess I, I am looking forward to doing um, a talk with um, uh, Brent, the closet geek, because it brings out a different part of me uh, and him, too. Uh, that doesn't get expressed on this podcast quite the same way. I mean, it's it's very different when you're engaging with somebody else. And uh, I like to tease Brent, and it works both ways. So that should be good. I think I'll just stop there and, and come back to you because uh, I want to sip on my nice, the coffee I made to come out here. And uh, then I've got to do a little editing in the... Uh, Eight-page letter I sent to Bruce in May of 1987. Again, memories that just came back. I, maybe I'll just end on that point.
point, I, I don't know how concerned I should be. The fact that I can do things, prepare documents for my uh, accountant and so on, I don't have Alzheimer's or any any signs of. I, I mean, I have the forgetfulness and I guess it's the memory. And, and my friend Barnacle Bill says, hey, you you've focus on this more than anybody I know. And that's probably true. Um, so it may not even be the problem I think it is. Um, you know, Chippewa, Lagoon City. <laughs> Those are things my wife tested me with. Um, yeah. So maybe it's not an issue. I'm just making a big issue of it, out of it. But uh, it, I guess it's sort of that that opening that closet door a little and looking into the darkness and saying, oh my God, where will I end up? When will I be at the point when I, I, I'm no longer independent and need help? And can I please die before then? And I think that's it. I think I'm thinking more about um, into life stuff and just simply not wanting to be a burden for anybody. And, and this is what's really pushing me to get this book done. Uh, and finished. It's really fired me up, and me, that's probably a good thing. Uh, but it's it still is that um, that sense that <sighs> there can only be de- further decline from where I'm at now. And uh, how do I want to uh, deal with that? So yeah, back to seventy is the new eighty. Don't want to forget that. All right, Scarborough Dude, I may be back at you. I think we've got a little more time in this. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. I think Yuki's going to find her way out the window. God, I worry. Like, it's such a tricky thing to get out. Uh, talk to you in a bit. Bye for now.
that's enough of that. Uh, I'm back. Um, I've got about nine minutes left, and um, I'm going to share something with uh, oh, maybe the few of you who even care, me. And it's about the, the whole process of creativity and how things come to us. <laughs> Sometimes when we're not trying, we're not looking. Uh, and, and it's the fun of it. It's the thrill of it. Um, new ideas. That, that uh, There are so many people when they're podcasting, they seem to, you know, i got to get an editor. i got to get this software. i got to get these headphones. What gear do I need? And, and they're, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There, there are people who are, they function that way. They, they need structure in their thinking and so on. Uh, and often these are the same people who really want a lot of listeners. Uh, like that's sort of why they're doing it. Um, Dixon Jeans has never been that way. You know, of course, I would always, everybody wants more listeners, but uh, not if they're not going to enjoy it or just complain. And we've already established this isn't for everybody. But that being said, um, I am on this process, as you know, of putting this book together. And it's, it's an act of creativity. Uh, and it's something I have been working on for 50 years, you know, plus, you know, uh, or more, really, uh, just starting with the letters. But it, it wasn't till really only a few months ago that I realized, okay, the book is the letters. The letters are the book. Wow, th- this, was, this was huge. And it wasn't something that I... You can, sometimes you can't think things through. They come to you. You have to be a channel. You have to be receptive to ideas. And so now, you know, I'm close to page 300. Going along. I've been very excited all along about the... First of all, the software is so neat to use. It's just pages. Uh, you know, Apple's pages. But man, it's beautifully designed for this kind of thing. And uh, you apply these styles. So I've got body style, you know, the letter is one style. Bam, every single letter is going to have the same style. And bam, it's just beautiful. And then uh, there's a separate title or a separate uh, style that you apply for the um, chapters. And the chapters are just the date and the place. So, for example, I'm looking now at February 22nd, 1977. In brackets, Tulum. Now, because that is listed as a chapter, nothing before, nothing after, that shows up in the index in the in the, in the table of contents automatically. So, if you look at the table of contents, the first thing you'll see is February twenty second, nineteen seventy seven. So, because I've put the whole thing in random order. Forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but not everybody gets this, I don't think. Um, that's the way I want it, I, I, because life is like that, and your memories are like that. When you're thinking back of memories, you don't think chronologically, just things pop up. And so I want the book to be done that way. However, because it's an index with a page number written beside it, anybody who would prefer to read from starting, you know, October 1969, probably the first letter, going up to maybe, uh, I guess it, it'll probably, maybe 1984 might be the last, 86, I guess, might be the last of the letter. You could read it in sequential order, and that's fine, too. It doesn't really matter, but I think it'd be more interesting to do it randomly. But 
As I was editing this today's letter, uh, the one written across Europe, it starts off in Austria, so the, the heading would be, you know, uh, May 20th, whatever, Salzburg. That's where we spent that night. Um, and as I'm reading through the letter, I kept stopping at this line. We decided we don't want to travel all of Europe. I'm, I'm writing a letter to Bruce, and I said, uh, we're going to aim for Spain. And aim for Spain just kept calling me, like, aim for Spain. I like, I love the sound of that. What's that say? Well, that's really what this a lot of this letter is about. We're traveling through Europe, but really our plan is to get to Spain just to chill, just to sit on some beach and have some downtime before getting a plane back to Canada. This is the trip that started in Yokohama, went across Siberia, and so on. But here we are. The essence of this letter at this time to Bruce was, we're aiming for Spain. I, I'm writing it, I'm starting it as I'm on a moving train, in fact. Um, and I thought, that would be such a good title. Well, now what do I do? I've got these all these other titles. Do I just change them? And then everything would be different. If I just substitute it instead of the date, it becomes aim for Spain. Then how do you know the order or anything else? No, I can't do that. Okay, what am I going to do? Two separate chapter sections, one in the front, one in the back, one by title, one by the one in the back could be dates if you want to do that. No, 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 that just complicates things. Well, I'll make aim for Spain and the date, the title, and then you end up with, no, you got two titles on the same page. No, this is not working at all. Um, so finally, realized, no, just put it where the letter is already in the book, you know, page 284 or whatever. Just Insert at the top, create a new, um, what did I just call these things, um, <laughs> style. Create a new style of, you know, how bold, you know, Avenir, next is the font, bold, uh, 24, size 24, point, whatever. Uh, and just insert that at the top. So then they still have the chapter thing, but then you come in and there's a chapter. And I realized, wow, I was going to do this entire book without naming the chapters. The names are going to be the date. How dull. So keep the dates for the index or the con table of contents. That's fine. But then when you get to that page, aha, first thing you see, nice bold letters, a title for it. And every title will come from a selection. I will select a piece of text in that letter and say, that's it. That will be the key to it. So I've already started. So, for example, the first letter is from Prince George in 1975. That was the date. And one of the lines right at the beginning of the letter was, I've just, uh, you know, taken a dump in a foul-smelling shithouse. Well, that, that's kind of a catchy title. First first chapter in the book is called Foul Smelling Shithouse. <laughs> What's that about, you know? And then suddenly I'm in Nigeria and, and it's an angry letter I'm writing to uh, Peter and Brenda. And um, I'm just angry because the power's out. And in the, the, in the uh, letter it says, No fucking NEPA. NEPA is Nigerian Electrical Power Authority. That will be, I have footnotes too, believe me. Uh, well, that's a good title. No fucking Nepa. What the hell's that mean, you know? And then there's a letter from 1977 written from Tulum in, um, you know, near um, 
in the uh, in in Mexico uh, from Quintana Roo. And I was just pissed off that I, we, you know, we had precious little food. So I was going to call it very little food. Uh, it's possible. But one of the lines was I had just clumsily knocked over the pot containing the coffee that I so carefully made. It took me a long time to make a little pot of coffee over a fire. And uh, I was just so pissed off. I kicked the pot and I threw the spoon. And, okay, there's another good title. And it looks, I'm looking at it now. It's formatted. On the left side, I've got the actual letter. I take a photograph of every letter. The page is showing the script or the envelope, whatever there is. And it, the, every one of them is different because I'm sometimes it's tiny little scrawl on an aerogram. Sometimes it's print, sometimes typewritten. It's, they're all different. But here at the very top of the page, kick the pot through a spoon. So that's, I, that's just thrilling me. And I know for a lot of you, oh, my God, Dad, you know, for the past 10 weeks, you've done nothing but talk about the fucking book. Yes, because it's all I fucking care about now. It's so it's the most important thing. And it's the most wonderful. God, I, I couldn't imagine this. It's 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 everything to me right now. And I'm really happy about that. And I'm happy that just out of the blue today, suddenly I came an idea that I can't imagine not doing this book without titles now. Like, oh my God, what if I'd gone ahead and not had that thought, not stopped at that line, aim for Spain, aim for Spain. Oh God. And so it's going to be a blast going through. I mean, how many letters have I got? 50 letters already? Going through everyone and finding what is the phrase? What's the catchphrase? What's the what's the thing that's going to make it the title? And, and I can't cheat. It has to be a line or words from the letter. I can't make a letter. I can't make it up. It's got to be taken from it. And that's just, it's a kind of an energy that, that's making me feel alive and excited and thrilled and happy and positive and just fucking fully energized. That's what I want to share with you. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. What more can I say about that? <laughs> There's a lot of donkey work involved. Oh, my God, just retyping after dictating, typing, correcting. It's taking me, you know, I, I can only manage at most two letters a day. But, hey, my goal is before Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the road there. It's November 20th now, another month. That's possible. It's possible. Scarborough Dude signing off. Thank you for uh, for listening or trying to understand what I'm on about. It's about opening yourself to new ideas, to creativity, to f letting things flow, for being positive, for, you know, just trying to let things happen sometimes. Bye for now. Wasn't that a